Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. You can find out more by visiting their website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. We have terrific guests for today's show, including Keith Flaw. Keith is the co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. I just saw him last night at the tribute for Andrew Joppa. We'll uh, find out what's on his mind, and I suspect we'll be talking a little bit about the uh, candidate debate coming up this evening. We'll visit with Michael Cannon. He is the Director of Healthcare Studies at the Cato Institute. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government. Bill Barnett, former mayor of Naples, will be joining us. We'll getting his thoughts and updates about what's happening in current events locally here. It is September the 24th, and on this day in 1789, the Judiciary Act of 1789 was passed by Congress and signed by the President George Washington, establishing the Supreme Court of the United States as a tribunal made up of six justices who were to serve on the court until death or retirement. That day, President Washington nominated John Jay to preside as Chief Justice, John Rutledge, William Cushing, John Blair, Robert Harrison, and James Wilson to be Associate Justices. On September the 26th, all six appointments were confirmed by the United States Senate. The U.S. Supreme Court was established by Article Three of the Constitution. The Constitution granted the Supreme Court ultimate jurisdiction over all laws, especially those in which constitutionality was at issue. The High Court was also designated to oversee cases concerning treaties of the United States, foreign diplomats, admiralty practice, and maritime jurisdiction. On February 1, 1790, the first session of the U.S. Supreme Court was held in New York City in the Royal Exchange Building. The U.S. Supreme Court grew into the most important judicial body in the world in terms of central place in the American political order. According to the Constitution, the size of the court is set by Congress, and the number of justices varied during the 19th century, stabilizing in 1869 at nine. This number, however, can be changed at any time by Congress. In times of constitutional crisis, the nation's highest court has always played a definitive role in resolving, for better or worse, the great issues of our time. Certainly true now, and uh, so, and there's a lot of threats about packing the court, especially if this nomination goes through. We're talking about uh, President Trump making a nomination for Supreme Court justice replacing Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Well, yesterday, the uh, Florida Department of Health reported 45 new COVID-19 cases and three additional deaths. They're reporting less and less news right now as we see the numbers dip. The seven-day average of new cases remains at 34 as of September the uh, 17th. Well, Kentucky Attorney, Attorney General Daniel Cameron has announced that there will be no charges filed against two of the Louisville uh, police officers involved in the shooting of Breonna Taylor, while the third is being charged with a wanton endangerment charge. Uh, Detective Brett Hackison has been indicted on three counts of wanton endangerment in the first degree by a grand jury. Following the announcement on Wednesday, Kentucky uh, Attorney General Daniel Cameron told the reporters that the night uh, Breonna Taylor died, police did knock they did knock and announced themselves before their boyfriend shot at them. Her boyfriend shot at them. The fact was verified by an independent witness to the events who lived nearby. You certainly cannot blame the police for defending themselves from an uh, armed criminal shooting at them. Now, the narrative on this, unfortunately, has been it was a no-knock entry. <clears throat> and, uh, of course, they were looking for the boyfriend who had a gun and shot them. Apparently, the gun was legally held, but uh, he had criminal charges against him. So, of course, once you know the facts... Uh, things are not as clear as they first appear. Nevertheless, chaos immediately erupted after charges were announced. A man pulled a gun and was subdued by the crowd. The protests began to form. Brona Taylor protesters ran over to a parked U-Haul containing supplies for a, uh, the event and the demonstration, I would say the looting and the, and the crimes that were to follow. According to a reporter on the scene, the U-Haul contained signs, shields, water, and all kinds of stuff. Some protesters are taunting, were taunting police officers. Two officers were shot last night, both in stable condition, and one suspect is in custody. Uh, Town Hall reporter Julio Rosas shared video 
to uh, Twitter that showed people trying to set fire to the courthouse boarded up uh, windows that was boarded up. Uh, Demonstrators were marching in other cities around the country, too, including New York City, Chicago, Atlanta, and Washington, D.C., you can't convince me that there's, this is not well-funded and it does not happen. I'm sure, uh, again, uh, Newt Gingrich has doubled down on his claims that George Soros is behind his funding uh, this activity. And I believe it, quite frankly, and I think well, we should do whatever we can to charge him, put him in front of a grand jury, and let's get all the, the facts and uh, let's charge him with what I think is funding uh, the destruction of the streets of America. Well, several congressmen are demanding answers from the Florida Democratic Party following shocking revelations that it applied for and accepted a large sum for a federal aid program designed to assist small businesses and workers hammered by the coronavirus pandemic, which explicitly excluded political entities in what appears to have been a calculated effort by the Florida Democrat Party to exploit the federal coronavirus aid, relief, and economic security, or the CARES Act, Paycheck Protection Program, the party managed to receive an ill-gotten loan of, get this, $780,000. Florida Democrat, remember, this, uh, the loan disappears, too, when you keep on paying your, so it's a, a virtually a contribution by our tax dollars to the Florida Democrat Party. Florida Democrats appear to be riding out a ridiculous strategy of admit nothing, deny everything, and blame everybody. Florida Republican Senator Campaign uh, spokesperson Aaron Isaac told uh, Breitbart News. The media, too, has been relatively discreet about the whole matter, not reporting anything. So uh, something we should pay attention to, and this is criminal. In my, you know, If you fill out a loan application, isn't it a crime to uh, put down false information? I believe it is. So uh, I, to me, whoever is responsible for this should be charged, and I think the, the Florida Democrat Party should be uh, char- charged as well. <clears throat> uh, President Trump on Wednesday, predicted the U.S. Supreme Court may decide the outcome of the November presidential election, highlighting the importance he's put on the Senate quickly confirming his eventual nominee. In order to prevent a 4-4 split on a potential election-related issue, Trump suggested during a roundtable event that lawmakers should take swift action on his candidate, who is expected to be announced on Saturday, actually Saturday at 5 p.m. I think this will end up in the Supreme Court, he said, and I think it's very important that we have nine justices. And while the winner of a presidential election is generally called just hours after polls close, the coronavirus pandemic has shifted the landscape and is forcing millions of Americans to vote by mail. I don't think it's forcing them to. They may choose to, and I think the Democrats are trying to fan the flames of voter fraud by having mail-in ballots, which are unsolicited. But anyhow, the final results, well, we've already heard that a couple of states are announcing the votes could be counted up to two weeks after the election is over. So Jamie, uh, Judge Amy Coney, Coney Bri- Barrett, let me say that again, Judge Amy Coney Barrett, who was appointed to the, the seventh uh, Circuit Court of Appeals by Trump in 2017 is a likely frontrunner for a vacant seat, although the candidate from Florida, the Cuban uh, of Cuban descent, is also a candidate, a highly regarded candidate as well. That's Barbara Lagoa, a Cuban-American. Uh, so the presidency would nominate a woman and is reportedly considering five people, all of whom he called brilliant on Wednesday. While the Senate Finance and Homeland Security Committees released devastating reports on Hunter Biden, Burisma, and corruption, crooked Biden family enriched themselves, and, and Biden and Obama knew all about this. In, in March, Senator Ron Johnson told reporters that Senate Republicans are entering a new phase of their investigation into Joe and Hunter Biden and their ties to corrupt Ukrainian uh, natural gas company Burisma. So the report is out right now, and here's just a couple things uh, that were in the report. In in addition to over $4 million paid to Burisma for Hunter Biden and Archer's board memberships, Archer is uh, another associate of Biden's, Hunter Biden, his family, and Archer received millions of dollars from foreign nationals with questionable backgrounds. Hunter Biden received $3.5 million in a wire transfer from Elena Baterina, the wife of the former mayor of Moscow. Hunter Biden opened a bank account with uh, Gongwen Dong to fund a $100,000 global spending spree with James and Sarah Biden. 
Hunter Biden has uh, business associations with Yi Yaming Guangdong. I'm not certain how to pronounce that name, but anyhow, he's a Chinese national linked to the communist government and the People's Liberation Army. Those associations resulted in millions of dollars in cash flow. Hunter Biden paid a non-resident woman who are na Russian nationals of uh, Russia of, or other Eastern European countries and who appear to be linked to an Eastern European prostitution or human trafficking ring. All those were charges in this report that came out, and it is devastating. It was released by the Senate Finance and Homeland Security Committees uh, yesterday morning. So I'm sure this is going to come up in the debates. It's uh, These are serious charges. Uh, probably could lead to uh, criminal uh, charges. Well, so of course, the... Uh, <clears throat> The House of Representatives can't make criminal charges. That's up to the Department of Justice. But hopefully the Department of Justice will look at this and decide how they're going to move forward with uh, these uh, accusations and charges. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. Visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Coming up, Keith Flaw, the co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Gulf Shore Playhouse, devoted to creating professional New York-style theater at its very best and at affordable prices, presents a fabulous new season of productions beginning in November with a world premiere of a one-man show written by and starring the talented associate artistic director of Gulf Shore Playhouse, Jeffrey Bender. Pinup Girls opens in January, singing a cavalcade of hits inspired by real letters from our troops overseas. Inspired by what they find funny, romantic, heartbreaking, and sexy, the ladies put on a show that celebrate the guys and gals who fight to defend our country. Bang Bang opens in March, written by legendary actor of Monty Python fame, John Cleese. You'll surely be wiping away tears of laughter with this one. William Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream opens in March. Meddling parents, impetuous young lovers, and cunning fairies collide in Shakespeare's enchanting classic. Another Revolution by Jacqueline Bircher opens in May. You won't want to miss this timely new work about finding hope in one another through the uncertainty of the world around us. What a terrific season of productions. Tickets for this great new season are available now. Tickets start at only $38. Tickets can be purchased by calling the box office at 866-811-4111 or visiting the website golfshoreplayhouse.org. We'll see you at the show. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. And find out more uh, about the new uh, performing arts center that's be being built in downtown Naples, you can go to golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Michael Cannon. He is the uh, Director of Healthcare Studies at the Cato Institute. Right now, we have with us Keith Flaws. I mentioned before the break, he's the co-founder of a terrific organization doing great things for public education and kids here in Florida, uh, Keith Flaw. Keith, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Bob. Tell us about the Florida Citizens Alliance. Well, we're a uh, grassroots organization. Uh, we've been around since uh, 
2013, uh, we focus on education reform, and for us that means uh, strongly supporting or advocating for the, the various uh, parental choice options in schools. Uh, we also work very hard to get rid of the indoctrination uh, that includes both teaching our kids socialism uh, and the pornography that's in our school systems. Doing a great job, and of course having great influence in Tallahassee. Uh, I know you're working very closely with the Commission of Education, Corcoran, uh, with having a lot of respect on your thoughts and ideas, and so I just really appreciate the traction that you've got in having influence for the good cause of uh, improving education here in Florida. GoFLCA.com is the website, GoFLCA.com. So uh, we've got a big event coming up tonight that you are, I'm going to say, underwriting and sponsoring? Yes, uh, we're actually doing uh, Congressional District 19, a debate between Byron Donalds and uh, Cindy Banier. Uh, they're running for, uh, in the general election, for Congressional District 19. And we're doing a debate. Uh, and, and normally we do forums uh, because there's so many candidates, but it's just two candidates. We're actually doing a debate tonight, which will be interesting. It's and it'll be at the Greek Orthodox Church there, uh, right near Orange Blossom in uh, Airport Pulling. Uh, yeah, you have to uh, sign up. There's only 100 folks that can attend this, by the way. We plan on watching it online. And uh, how, how do you do that? Well, uh, you go, uh, we do this, and I don't want to get too complicated, but we're two legal organizations, both a 501c3 and a c4. So we have an organization that we do this under called flcaction.org flcaction.org and uh, you can go to that website you see the flyer right there click on it it takes you opens it up and there's a link in there that uh, you can go to to either register to come live or register to, to watch the live stream okay so you need to sign up before the live stream you just can't sign up go go to it so go uh it's uh, uh flca action Dot org. It just there's just one a flc action flc action dot org is the website. Okay, I'm going to sign up right after the show, and uh, I look forward to the debate. It's five thirty to seven thirty. No, it's five to seven. Five it'll to seven. Get, it'll act, you know after all the preamble and stuff, it'll probably actually the debate will start about five fifteen, but the event uh, will go live at five o'clock. All right. So um, my suggestion is just vote for Byron Donaldson. <laughs> But if you have any da doubts in your mind, uh, you can see, and really, quite frankly, in my opinion, how elevated and how much more prepared he is to to uh, take on the responsibilities. And have, by the way, he has got he's got his ladder leaning against the right wall. You don't want to <laughs> have yeah. somebody who is a leftist. But nevertheless, uh, the Florida Citizens Alliance is a nonpartisan organization. They don't support one candidate or the other. I do, of course. I'm saying that, but uh, Keith and his organization don't. So this will be a debate between the Democrat and Republican candidates, Byron Donalds, and I think her name is Cindy Banyer, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. So um, any update on education? Yeah, we've, uh, uh, we have uh, watchdog teams in some 20 counties. Uh, we have uh, a fairly new one over in um, Broward County. And they uh, some homework on uh, the Hope Scholarship and how it's being portrayed on the Broward County's website. And long story short, uh, hope, uh, the Broward County is willfully violating the law in terms of how a student and a parent can qualify for the Hope Scholarship. Your leaders may remember uh, that the Hope Scholarship is an anti-bullying bill, but it's, it was expanded to the point where it, it includes teachers and administrators as well as students. So if you have a teacher that's literally teaching your child that evolution is a fact and God doesn't exist, or teaching your child um, socialism or 1619 Project or pornography that you don't believe is uh, appropriate for your child, all you have to do is, is literally check, uh, print out a notification form from the State Department of Education and click uh, check the box and you immediately qualify for up to an $8,000 scholarship to send your child to a private school. Well, Broward County was literally distorting that to the point where they were that after 15 days, they would decide whether the parent qualified or not. Huh. And uh, they had some other issues, uh, but we had a long conversation with the Department of Education who's already come down on Broward and they fixed their issues. But it begged the question, what's going on in the other 66 counties? That's so right. We, so we have, 
uh, a member of our team who's been doing an analysis. So far, he's done 16 other counties. Uh, three of them are as bad as Broward. Hmm. And the Department of Education is now working with those three to fix it. But the remainder of the 15 we've looked at, just don't even bother to mention it uh, on, on their website, either their bullying policies or any place on the website, which is uh, that they, they have a legal affirmative duty and responsibility uh, to, to advertise and promote the Hope Scholarship to the, to the parents. Yeah. So uh, we're working on all fronts. The Department of Education is focused on both sides of that equation, the willful violators and the ones that are ignoring the law. And uh, we're going to get every, every county in Florida uh, actually um, reaching out to parents about what the Hope Scholarship is. Uh, see, this is such a positive. No surprise there, of course, that the uh, there's inertia with regard to keeping things as they are. And uh, quite frankly, I'm, I'm quite certain that the school systems want don't want these kids or, or elevating these kids to our parents having the choice at the, to be able to go to another school with money following. So it's a great, it's a great, uh, uh, I guess it's a, it, it, it's, it's a scholarship. A, it's a yeah. scholarship, and uh, kids, any kid that's being uh, intimidated, bullied, you name it, uh, can can qualify. And I just encourage you to. Uh, well, you've got a new website, don't you? Yeah, we uh, we do. It's called libertyscholar.org, uh, and it features. It, it's for parents primarily. It's meant to be a, a resource hub for parents. And it features not only a number of homeschooling op options and how you can homeschool um, very easily. Most people are intimidated by that. They shouldn't be. Uh, but it also features all of the scholarship programs that Florida has, including an extensive um, FAQ and a hotline for uh, the Hope Scholarship. So, again, it's uh, the website is? Uh, the website is... Um, LibertyScholar.org. LibertyScholar.org. Okay, Liberty Scott, I've got to, I've got to check that out. Heath, uh, you always are just doing a great job. I, I must say that uh, obviously money is the mother milk of making this thing run, and uh, you and uh, Pastor Rick and others are just spending your time and money going back and forth to Tallahassee to in, have this influence uh, on uh, our legislators and governor, as well as the commissioner of education. So just genuinely appreciate what you're doing. Again, the major website is goflca.com. Keith, thank you so much. Yes? Can I quickly mention the Liberty Challenge we have? Sure. You got time? Yeah. Uh, Liberty Challenge, uh, back on August 17th, we kicked off a, a fundraising effort to raise $100,000. Uh, and as of this morning, uh, it'll be on our website tomorrow, uh, Saturday, but as of this morning, we're setting at $83,000 against that goal. Yeah. Uh, so people can go on. We actually have a matching uh, $15,000 grant, so uh, people can go on, make a donation, and it's matched. It's, it's doubled. So uh, please... Uh, that's just on our regular website, goflca.com. Goflca.com. Keith, genuinely appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Take care. Have a great weekend. You as well. Thank you, Keith. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Michael Cannon, uh, Director of Healthcare Studies at the Cato Institute. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples.
Do you have an extra auto you'd like to donate to charity? Maximize your tax deduction, support your favorite charity, and help a local child in need by calling Naples Auto Donation Center. Naples Auto Donation Center is a not-for-profit licensed car dealer. Just call NADC at 692-9840 and they'll take it from there. You get a properly documented tax deduction for whatever the vehicle actually sells for. Your designated beneficiary charity gets half the profit after fix-up costs and the net revenue generated by NADC goes to Friends of Foster Children to provide tutoring and other enrichment activities for foster children the government doesn't provide. And NADC is also one of the few places in Collier County that sells inexpensive cars that actually run to folks who would otherwise not be able to afford one. It's a real win-win. Call Naples Auto Donation Center at 692-9840 or visit the website nadckids.com. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability, creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative, and you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with the former mayor of uh, Naples, Bill Barnett. Right now we have with us Michael Cannon. Michael is a, a director of health care studies at the Cato Institute. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Bob. Always a pleasure. Tell us about the Cato Institute. The Cato Institute is a libertarian think tank in Washington, D.C. We try to advance the principles of individual liberty, liberty government, free markets, and peace. A great organization, Cato.org, C-A-T-O.org is the website. Uh, Michael, um, First of all, we're seeing ads on uh, on TV right now saying President Trump is going to take away our health care. Our child is so sick, and now he's not going to be able to get coverage, and we're going to see these medical bills are going to pile up. Uh, could you give us a straight scoop on, on uh, what's really happening with regard to health care coverage uh, currently? So for 70 or more years, the federal government has been taking health insurance away from people after they get sick and leaving them with uninsurable pre-existing conditions. Mm -hmm. This is what happens when you penalize people uh, unless they purchase employer-sponsored insurance, which is a kind of insurance that disappears when you get sick and can't work anymore. And so uh, it's if the federal government were to take away coverage from people, this is this is not news. This has been happening for 70 years, and those ads are right. It has to stop. Yeah. But what those ads are talking about is uh, the Affordable Care Act, or Obamacare, and there's a Supreme Court challenge that, uh, to that law uh, that, in theory, could result in the court striking down Obamacare, and some people would lose coverage if that happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not as it's probably not as many people as uh, as they claim. You know, 12 million of those people have coverage through the Medicaid program, where the states expanded uh, their their Medicaid programs, changed state law to make those people available for coverage. So, a Supreme Court ruling against Obamacare would not necessarily throw those 12 million people out of their coverage, because states would then have to take the step of uh, of dropping their coverage and uh, dropping coverage for those people, uh, and it's not at all clear that they would do so. Yeah. But, so, it, does, but it, is, it is the case that the government could be taking coverage away from people, uh, but that doesn't mean that the uh, Supreme Court, sh that's irrelevant to whether the Supreme Court should strike down the law. If it's unconstitutional, they should strike it down. And we should have reforms that actually make coverage more secure so that we don't keep putting millions of people in this situation. Yeah, so I want to ask you about that before we move to uh, what you'd recommend. Uh, the way I understand Obamacare was designed as kind of a Cadillac program, first dollar type of coverage. Uh, just I'll, Instead of having something that was uh, patient-centric uh, for catastrophic care, where people could have uh, health care savings accounts and so forth, it's it's uh, v designed to be very, very expensive. Uh, am I correct on that? So uh, just about uh, everything except the first dollar coverage in Medi the Medicaid expansion part of Obamacare, uh, a pro Medicaid program ostensibly for the poor, the uh, they do have first dollar coverage, but in the uh, in the uh, so-called private plans that are available to people on Obamacare's health insurance exchanges, 
you may not get first ballot coverage. You may get a very high deductible, in uh-huh. fact. Yeah. But the but you are definitely correct about the comprehensiveness of that coverage. They, they, Obamacare requires both of those plans, Medi- the Medicaid and the uh, so-called private plans, to cover everything under the sun, even if the enrollees don't want that coverage, even if they might find it uh, uh, morally objectionable, coverage for contraception, uh, for example. Right. And that drives up the cost of this coverage. Uh, it's one of the things that has made Obamacare unpopular and uh, one of the reasons that a lot of people would like to see it go away, and that puts people's coverage in a very precarious situation. So the president has said he wants to, uh, he wants to make sure that everybody is able to have insurance and they're going to cover uh I forgot the term now, but cover uh, everybody, uh, irrespective of their, of their insurability. Uh, that's one of the things that he said. Uh, if you, of course, as a healthcare expert, what would you suggest? What would you like to see the president do if he's elected in a second term? You know, the biggest problem with uh, the U.S. healthcare sector is that the wrong people control the money. The government controls 50% of the money directly by taxing it from us and spending it on health care. So that's 50% of our health care sector is already you know, socialized. And then the government controls another 30% of the money by penalizing you unless you surrender, say, $15,000 of your earnings to your employer and let your employer choose your health insurance plan. So consumers are not the ones controlling the money here. And it really shows because the system is not trying to serve consumers' interests. Every economic system serves the people who control the money. And, uh, and that should be the consumer. Uh, so what the president and Congress need to do if they want to make health care better and more affordable and more secure is they need to change who controls the money, let the, let the consumers control their own earnings so that uh, workers and uh, workers who are choosing their own health insurance plan uh, rather than their employers. Uh, they need to reform the Medicare program so that instead of uh, using that program to control the health care sector, uh, the federal government transforms it into a program like Social Security where the government gives people cash assistance, but then lets them choose how to spend it on their health care they'll make much better decisions than the Medicare bureaucracy and Congress are making. Uh, we will see prices fall. We will see access to care become more secure. Uh, and you make just those two changes, and we'll put an end to this cycle of government stripping coverage away from people. I think those are great recommendations. So, you know, In my case, I would like to have a policy that uh, covers the catastrophe that would wipe, out, wipe us out if, in fact, we had a big medical catastrophe like a heart surgery or whatever it might be. But I'd have a, a big deductible, so I, I figured, hey, I could, and I'd also have a health care savings account, and then that would give me the choice and the opportunity to shop for best coverage, not only in terms of price, but also in terms of quality. And I think if that happened, I think you're absolutely right. Prices will go down dramatically. Let's get government out of the, out of the equation. And there are other reforms, too, that will become more feasible once the government makes those changes. Once you and I, Bob, uh, see the cost of unnecessary government regulation in our health insurance premium uh, and in our medical bills, then there will be a political constituency for getting rid of those regulations that increase costs, that block innovation, uh, that are and make the quality of health insurance and health care worse. But it's very hard to get rid of those, uh, those, those regulations right now when it seems like someone else is bearing the cost. If it seems like taxpayers, or if it seems like my employer is the one bearing the cost, then I'm not going to mobilize and call my member of Congress or call my state officials and say, look, these mandates that you're imposing on health insurance purchasers are driving up the cost of insurance and making it less affordable. Get rid of them. Uh, I'm anesthetizing the cost for it right now, so I have no incentive to do that, which actually makes those sorts of regulations more likely and makes them harder to get rid of. You know, uh, I think what we need is a, is a champion of what you're saying. Uh, you know, somebody like the president or somebody like uh, Senator Scott, who uh, is deeply versed in, in health care coverage here from Florida. Uh, somebody needs to kind of outline a plan 
uh, for us and and champion the cause and then get everybody on board. Uh, but right now, I don't see a champion for this kind of change. There, there is no uh, Bernie Sanders of free market healthcare. You know, Bernie Sanders is an evangelist for Medicare for all, yeah. which, in my, to my mind, would be a disaster. But there is no one on the free market side that, that shares his passion for healthcare, and um, and and I don't I don't know when there ever will be. Rick Scott has a history in the healthcare sector. Uh, he has not been that evangelist. President Trump has done, and we've discussed uh, a couple of really good things on health policy, on health reform, because he's hired good people who do that. But he himself doesn't really care a whit for the details yeah. of, of, of health reform. And he has been promising a health care plan uh, for a long time now. He's, he keeps saying it'll be here in two weeks, and two weeks pass, and he says it'll be here another two weeks. It's like chasing the horizon. Yeah. This is... So this is not a president who who, who is going to be that champion. Well, for, you know, with an election uh, coming up in six weeks, I think he's 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 got other issues right now. But Michael, hey, just genuinely appreciate your commentary on healthcare. Very confusing and important issue for all of us. I just uh, again, Cato.org is the website. C A T O dot org. Again, Michael Cannon, thank you so much for joining us. Always happy to be here, Bob. Thanks. Thank you as well. All right, coming up. We're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. You listen to The Bob Harden Show, so why not market your company to our loyal listeners? Ads are played live on each show and then archived so listeners can hear the show and your ad at their convenience. Each advertising package includes a banner on BobHarden.com with a link to your website at no extra charge. Join Lulabee's Diner, Johnson's Air Conditioning, Blue Provence, and many others who advertise on the show. Call me at 598-3889, that's 598-3889, or send an email to BobHarden at Hotmail.com to design an ad program that's just right for your business and your budget. You'll be pleasantly surprised at the cost and the value. Several advertisers have been with me for years. Find out why by calling 598-389 or send me an email to bobharden at hotmail.com. You'll be glad you did. Did you know St. Matthew's House operates the only emergency homeless shelters in Collier County? St. Matthew's House provided more than 500,000 hot meals to those in need last year, and since 2010, 527 men and women have graduated from the St. Matthew's House Justin's Place Addiction Recovery Program. For over 30 years, St. Matthew's House has provided innovative solutions to fight homelessness, hunger, substance abuse, and poverty in Southwest Florida. And you can help St. Matthew's House in this life-transforming work by patronizing the St. Matthew's House Thrift Stores, Cafe M25, Car Wash and Detailing Center, and award-winning catering operations. For more information, visit stmatthewshouse.org. That's stmatthewshouse.org. St. Matthew's House is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization and does not solicit government funding. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. A little shout-out to Lulabee's Diner at the Green Tree Shopping Center. They do a great job of supporting uh, uh, St. Matthew's House. And again, Lulabee's Diner uh, serves a great breakfast or lunch located right there in the Green Tree Shopping Center. Stop by and say hello. Say that uh, Bob sent you. Uh, coming up, we're going to visit with Bill Barnett, former mayor of Naples. Right now we have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, uh, Seton. Tell us about less government. Yeah, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and we may be dodging a second COVID bill, so there's that. Yeah. Hey, you know what, Seton? Um, uh, we just got off the phone with Michael Cannon, who's the director of healthcare studies at the Cato Institute, talking about what healthcare is going to look like. And you've written a column. It's, gonna, it's Trump on Thursday announcing another awful healthcare executive order. Maybe you could tell us about it. Yeah, he's he's already done one terrible one, two, 
two two and a half years ago, he I, I I found a video of him talking correctly about how importing you know foreign company foreign countries freeload off of our prescription drug creation. Right. They 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 pay too little. They subsidize, and it's it's uh, it's unfair to our uh, pharmaceutical companies, who by the way are the only pharmaceutical companies in the world that actually make drugs that work, except for Israel, right. because the rest of the planet is screwing them uh, out of their shorts. So uh, he was right about that, and then all of a sudden, about three months ago, he wrote that executive order importing the very unfair uh, freeloading subsidies he was complaining about rightly two years ago. So that was one bad executive order. Well, He's going to give a speech in North Carolina today about health care policy. I'm sure he's going to mention that horrible executive order. And he's going to announce another. I, I had internal when I wrote this yesterday, and it, it, it seems to be true, unfortunately. What is, there's, a, there's a thing called surprise medical billing. Yep. And it kind of stinks. Like, our our health care system is so balkanized by government that if you get in a car accident, you're... And your, your ambulance crew and your surgeon may be in your insurance network, but your anesthesiologist and your rehab folks are not. Yep. And you don't know that until you get a bill for the anesthesiologist and the rehab folks when you thought you were covered. And, and by the way, you never approved of this anesthesiologist being in the room while you're being operated on, but nevertheless, they get well, to charge you like $80,000 or whatever it might be. Right. And so, so that's the surprise medical billing. There are very easy ways to fix that. Of all places, New York State has fixed it. Um, there's an arbitration system for fans of baseball. There, you know, there's baseball arbitration where the player says, I want X next year, and the, and the team says, we want to pay you Y next year. Yep. And then you go to an independent arbiter, and they decide. Right. Well, the solution that's been kicking around D.C. for about a year is not that. It's socialist price setting. And it's cronyism, because what they're doing is, as you know, um, insurance companies, you may not know, but insurance companies have benchmark rates yep. for what they'll pay for every, good, every service and every drug and everything. That's the benchmark rate that they'll pay. Yep. Well, the, the, the solution or the alleged solution in D.C. was going to have an arbitration system predicated upon the insurance company's benchmark rate. So they won before the arbitration even started. Isn't that price? So isn't that price fixing? Of course, it's price fixing. Of course, it's <laughs> price fixing. There's no arbitration. You're using the insurance company's numbers. Yep. Well, Trump is going to issue an executive order. They've been trying to pass this bill for a year, at least a year now, at least in this iteration, longer probably. But they, they tried it on, on its own. They tried to attach it to other things. And our Congress, we've lobbied our Congress and said, don't do it, it's stupid, so it hasn't happened. What Trump's going to announce today, apparently, is any health care provider that gets Medicare has to do this. Yeah. See, Which, he, of course, is just about every health care provider in the country. So here's... here's so he's, he's using the, 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 the sword of government to impose this terrible policy unilaterally. All right, so here, here, here's my, you know, obviously what he's trying to do is his motives are good. Unfortunately, and this yeah. is so typical with almost everything that happens once things become a little bit socialized, he's sticking a bandit. He's trying to fix something that was already broken in the first place. Why not just fix the problem, which happens to be government-controlled right. health care? In D.C., the answer to bad government is more government all right. the time. Right. Right. <laughs> But, 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 yeah, like I said, 30, 40 years ago, pre-Medicare, pre-Medicaid, which I guess is now 60 years ago, pardon me. Yeah. But there was none of this balkanization. Yeah. You didn't, ha you, you didn't have a car accident and have half your providers in your insurance and half not. The right. reason the insurance companies have gotten so obnoxious is because the government's gotten uh, so obnoxious and forced them to, to, to be obnoxious, too. This was not a problem 50 years ago, 60 years ago. What changed? Government, you know, we have, prior to Obamacare, we had seven socialized medical programs. Hell, the entire VA, the Veterans Administration, is socialized medicine. Medicare is. Medicaid is. Right. CHIP, the Child Health Insurance Program is. 
uh, and there's three or four other smaller ones. And what's so, the what's the result? I mean, we have to pay through the nose for uh, health care coverage, and uh, oh, insurance. Uh, yeah, the doctor. The, the doctors were already on the wrong side. You know, they're, they're on the the losing side of this battle with insurance companies. So not just the doctors, all healthcare providers. And now we're fixing the game for the for the for the big insurance companies. Um, you know, we know that when as government increases. Fewer and fewer competitors can afford to exist, right? Yeah. And you know, right now I, I I want a health savings account. I live in Florida. There's one company, one that provides health savings accounts in Florida because all the smaller providers have been governmented out of existence. Yeah. Um. Now we've got big government siding with big insurance, and all the doctors and the rehab specialists and the anesthesiologists and all the small guys. Are going to get, again going to get crushed? You know, I've, I've, uh, there's a movement afoot for uh, primary care physicians to provide uh, coverage, and you just sign up and you pay uh, like a hundred dollars a month or fifty dollars a month, and they don't go through insurance. They just you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it, well, listen, I, as a health savings account, I, I don't get no, just about nothing's covered until I hit my deductible. Yeah. So everything's cash, and, and I, I pay lower rates. Because they don't have to deal with the insurance company. Oh, oh, you're paying us cash? Okay, then it's why, not that. Yeah, that's right. It's it's higher, actually, which is just pathetic. Seton Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I encourage you to visit lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, always appreciate your animated and a very interesting commentary. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, sir. I hope I'm wrong later today. Uh, I hope you are as well. Thank you. All right, coming up, uh, we're going to visit with Naples' former mayor, Bill Barnett. Mayor Bill is going to be joining us. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you or a family member suffer from chronic pain in your knees, hips, or shoulders? Joint pain can be a nagging and serious problem requiring expert and compassionate care. I know I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. Until 2006, I was suffering debilitating pain and deformity in my knees. I couldn't enjoy biking or golf or even sleep without chronic pain as a constant companion. Thanks to Dr. George Markovich and the professional staff at the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine, my pain is gone, and I'm back to doing the activities I enjoy with no pain. I have a lifestyle I can only imagine. Imagine prior to knee surgery, and you can too. Call the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. They will thoroughly evaluate your condition, provide personalized, state-of-the-art treatment, and help you relieve your pain and get back to your active lifestyle. At the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine, your care will be professionally managed through every phase of your recovery. For an initial consultation, call the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine, located off Tamiami Trail in Bonita Springs, at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. You listen to The Bob Harden Show, so why not market your company to our loyal listeners? Ads are played live on each show and then archived so listeners can hear the show and your ad at their convenience. Each advertising package includes a banner on BobHarden.com with a link to your website at no extra charge. Join Lulabee's Diner, Johnson's Air Conditioning, Blue Provence, and many others who advertise on the show. Call me at 598-3889, that's 598-3889, or send an email to BobHarden at Hotmail.com to design an ad program that's just right for your business and your budget. You'll be pleasantly surprised at the cost and the value. Several advertisers have been with me for years. Find out why by calling 598-3889 or send me an email to bobharden at hotmail.com. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. And, of course, as I mentioned, they're building a new performing arts center in downtown Naples. It's going to be absolutely beautiful and terrific. Find out more. Actually, there's there's kind of a fly-through on the new playhouse, so it's really cool. Visit gulfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us, as I mentioned before the break, the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Mayor Bill, thank you so much for joining us. 
Hey, Bob, I always love joining you on a Thursday morning. I love having you on the show, too, Bill. Just great commentary. And, of course, yeah. now that you're not in politics and you're, you can actually say what's on your mind. <laughs> yeah, not good and bad, Bob. You're not, always, not that you always didn't do that, but uh, any right. good scoop on what's happening in Naples? Well, you know, I, I there, there's two things. I think one is that... Um, you know, there's no coverage anymore, Bob. You know, the Naples Daily News used to let people know what was going on uh, and uh, covered a lot. I mean, city news, right. uh, this was thing. If if one of us uh, uh, got out of line a little bit or they, they would they would criticize, which is good, you know what I mean? I mean, they, they would give their opinions, they would do editorials, nothing. Yep. Absolutely nothing. You get a blurb once in a while, but... Like they've had some of those 12- and 14-hour meetings. They had a meeting the other day where they got into it with a city attorney. They're looking for a new firm, and I, I am so upset about that, I'll tell you. Not that it matters. Like you said, I'm not in politics anymore, but I think they're making one of the biggest mistakes that, that I've ever seen a council make by, by doing this. Well, the- and if you ask me why, which you will, um, <laughs> I can't tell you. Uh, I, I, I just... Um, Retzel and Andrus is a phenomenal law firm. We have had the best representation that you could ask for. And maybe it's the old story, Bob, of the grass is always greener on the other side. But I think they're going to have a very difficult time finding one. And now that the the lines have been drawn, uh, Jim Fox, our city attorney, has said, look, I'm I'm not going to leave you in the lurch, but on the other hand, you have 60 days. Otherwise, either I get a contract for a year or we're gone. Yeah. So um, I, you, we're going to have to wait and watch and see what happens. Well, I, the, the, my commentary. I don't know the man, and I don't know. I don't know the details about his role and what happens. But what I do believe is, if if he had, there's no complaints about the advice and the counsel that he's providing. He says so rich with the understanding of what's happening in Naples with all this experience. I just don't know why. Just based on that, why you'd want to make a change. Well, you, you hit it right on the head, Bob. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's nailing it. Uh, exactly right. And they gave us, I mean, the, the rates were, were really good. A matter of fact, we had at one time when we were going over the rate structure and everything, and you remember Sam Saad, who is my former council member yeah. and who is an attorney, and he says, you've got to be kidding. He says, that's just, I mean, that is a bargain for what they're charging. Um, and um, so I don't know what, is in the mind of the, of the mayor or the rest of the council. Uh, I never know what's on the mind of her anyway, but <laughs> the thing is, is that they, they, where do they think they're going to go out and get it? Now they're going for a, uh, a, uh, you know, a public search. Uh, they're going to, they're hiring somebody and looking for attorney firms in Florida. Well, you know, come on, you have to know the city. You have to know, uh, what's going on here, and right. you're not going to just walk in and take over. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so interesting. But I, I want to get back to a point that you made earlier about the Naples Daily News. It's just yeah. really pathetic in terms of... Uh, and, and what advice it provides, for example, this coronavirus, they're doing everything in their power to scare people <laughs> with what's going on. And, of course, the numbers are going down, down, down. So, uh, you know, you can always count on, for example, major support of the school system and the the school board and the superintendent right. of schools. They, right. they certainly take uh, issues, support... For example, and the, you know the uh, uh, Democrat Party. So it's it's really kind of. I just wish there could be another news outlet in the area that provides outstanding news. Well, you know there is sort of. You know the Florida Weekly does a very nice job, but of course people don't get it. I mean, you, you don't. I don't think you subscribe to it. It's a once a week um, edition, and they cover what they can. Yeah. But uh, their, their their volume is not such as, as a lot of people. Uh, read it and and i i'm disappointed in that also i mean in the naples Daily news um i don't have any 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 uh you know there's no personal animosity with them i mean they treated me fair for for forever and ever i mean i always told you that if if i screwed up okay which we all do and i did and i had one coming to me hey go ahead hit me with it and but on the other hand, if they criticized and I felt that I was in the right, I would respond and they would they would print it and whatever it is. But all of a sudden, since the ownership changed and, you know, now with staffing shortage, now that the fact they've moved to, to Sarasota, 
new owners and everything else. Um, the, the citizens really are not are not seeing what's going on, especially citywide. They cover the county a lot more than they cover us. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But uh, again, I would. I think there's a, a, an opportunity because if if somebody started, even if it was not printed, even if it was just a media outlet for local news, I think right. uh, I think it would be a great boon. I think it could be profitable for somebody if they took the time and effort to do it. I I once talked with some friends who were in the news business, and we talked about doing this. It was just at my time in life, it seemed a little <laughs> a, right, a little right. ambitious. And, yeah, I I understand that. That's the thing. Um, but, hey, look, Bob, we take it, you know, as the, the saying these days, I guess it, it is what it is, and that's, that is uh, so true. So we deal with what uh, the, the hand we're dealt, that's all. Yeah, just uh, a, with regard to national news, is there anything on your mind, any th- thoughts that you yikes. have? <laughs> <laughs> what isn't, Bob? What isn't? What can you turn on without, uh, you know, uh, the, of course, the presidential candidates, then you have... Uh, What's going on with the with the the shootings and the protesters and the violence and and throw Corona in with that? I want to tell you one. How much time we have? About a minute. Yeah. So uh, I I want to tell you a funny story. So I flew back up to I took the auto train. I think we talked about that. Brought my car down and then flew back up here. Right. Um, and uh, I I never checked my carry on bag. I I always. Uh, I was carrying on because it's not that big, but it was. I just decided, you know, I'm going to check it. Uh, short flight only Fort Myers, Charlotte, Charlotte into Buffalo. Would you not know that they lost my luggage? Did you ever recover it? <laughs> yeah, sure. We went over to to American there when we found out it wasn't there, and the guy says, "All right, hang on a minute." Two seconds later, he says, "Yeah, we got it. It's in Charlotte." <laughs> <laughs> I only had an hour and twenty minutes in Charlotte. You would have thought that they could have found the bag oh, anyway my. they delivered it the, the next day and it was fine but you know if you, you if you have medicine or you have anything else i mean my suggestion is and i always did it was carry it with you yeah. but in this particular case i decided nah they're not going to lose this bag are you kidding yeah <laughs> so you just reminded me one more time of another reason why i don't like to travel <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> But you like to cruise. I do like to cruise, indeed. Bill Barnett, again, former mayor of Naples. But I always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Bob, you have a great one. Good talking to you. You as well. Thank you so much, Bill. I uh, want to remind you also that uh, at a Tuesday press conference in Milwaukee, U.S. Attorney General William Barr announced the agency's operation legend has resulted, get this, in 35 Hundred individual arrested and charged with federal crimes across the United States. Now, you may re- recall that there was this young child. Uh, his last name, his, I think, his, his last name was Legend. Anyhow, it was launched in July 2020. More than 3,500 arrests, including approximately 200 for homicide, have been made. More than a thousand firearms have been seized, and nearly 19 kilos of heroin, more than 11 kilos of fentanyl, enough to deliver more than five million fatal doses. More than 94 kilos of methamphetamine, nearly 14 kilos of cocaine, and more than $6.5 million in drug proceeds have been seized. The press release announced uh, during the the arrest. So, uh, again, uh, sometimes I wonder, where is law enforcement and what are they doing? Well, this is a great example, and hopefully on their radar screen is what's happening in these municipalities uh, where protests continue in uh, Portland. It's just unbelievable. Anyhow, a shout-out to our Attorney General, William Barr, 3,500 individuals arrested in this program. It's a good thing. That's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Tomorrow, we're going to visit with William Yateman. He's a research fellow at the Cato Institute. Andrew Joppa just received an award last night. It was just terrific. He gave a speech as Conservative of the Year. Now, this was uh, delivered. That's the... uh, I've forgotten the name of the organization, but it's the Florida Women's, I'm going to say this incorrectly, but Foreman's uh, Republican Alliance in uh, Southwest Florida. Anyway, he received an award as Conservative of the Year. So Andrew's going to be with us tomorrow. We'll also visit with Sharon Kenny, who's the author of Where Should We Eat? We'll be talking about commentary on dining, travel, and entertainment. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. If you'd like to receive the newsletter I send out after each show, bobharden at hotmail.com. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste.
Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>